Okay, so... Can you see the planet itself, the little disc? Is that a planet? Yep, that's the planet Jupiter, the biggest planet. And just to the right, you've got two moons. And very close in, there's oh, a third moon. my goodness. And a fourth one on the other side. <gasps> so they change their position every night. Oh the innermost one takes about two days to go around. The outermost one takes two weeks. Wow. On a cold night in spring, with a little more cloud cover than expected, I join a group of people looking at the stars. Well, one constellation I like very much, and you can kind of see it there, uh, is Orion. Uh, Orion is this big, giant, uh, basically, constellation. It uh, represents a hunter in the Greek uh, mythology. And uh, it's quite interesting that it has so many uh, features of deep sky objects. It has stars, of course, but it also has nebulae, uh, the Orion Nebulae, which is beneath the, the three so-called belt stars of Orion. And just to the left of the belt of Orion, there is actually more nebulae there, this kind of cauldron where uh, stars are literally being created, you know, being born. Though their hat and coat combos could be considered a uniform, those gathered span generations and come from every walk of life. A few years ago, there was like a meteor shower. We stayed up and watched that. We did seeing loads of shooting stars that night. And where we live, it's like dark enough. So we went out and just laid out and you could see them. And it was lovely. Stargazing, literally, (laughs) very romantic, you could say. (laughs) These stargazers are brought together by a fascination with the cosmos, an interest that Astronomy Ireland says has surged in recent years. Well, it was set up in 1990, so we're over 30 years old now. And during that time, it's grown to be the most popular astronomy society in the universe. We normally say in the world, but since we haven't found any aliens yet, for sure, we're going to say the whole universe. But what's driving astronomy's recent boom in popularity? And why are more and more Irish people turning to the stars? Ireland has had an incredible reputation on the space exploration front. David Moore is the founder and chairman of Astronomy Ireland. Newgrange, thousand years old than the pyramids and Stonehenge, is the oldest astronomically aligned building in the world. So people on this island were studying the skies and building a monument, 200,000 tonnes with Stone Age, not a single metal implement, all those years ago. It's probably equal to us building Dublin City with modern construction equipment. Why did they do something that big for them? And we think the reason is, it was such a huge discovery they made, which was the length of the year. With the length of the year, they're able to plant crops at the right seasons and therefore survive. And so that's in our genes. And even you look in the 1800s, 1845, during the, just the famine was beginning, Lord Ross built the biggest telescope in the world at Barron County Offaly. Astronomers came from all over the planet to use it from as far afield as New Zealand, which back then, 1840, that was an arduous trip. It's like the James Webb Space Telescope or Hubble Space Telescope of its day. And it was here on Irish soil, beautifully restored. You can go and see it in Burren County Offaly. Uh, I'd recommend people do. And even today, Irish researchers are involved in the James Webb Space Telescope. Giant, uh, an even giant telescope, much bigger than James Webb, being built in Chile. Uh, has Irish contributions to it as well. And for the general public, Astronomy Island's the world's most popular astronomy society. So there must be something in the Irish genes. Genetics may go some way to explaining our attraction to the heavens. But for many, technology is playing a role too. Primarily, I like to do uh, drone astrophotography, which is actually taking long exposure shots of the night sky and compiling them together to do uh, kind of like mosaics. 
John Campbell is a student of Astronomy Ireland's Astronomy for Beginners course, and he says that for many young people like him, photography has been a way in. I think the biggest increase has been the fact that so many people can get involved in astronomy now. We kind of do live in the age of telescopes, but more importantly, we live in the age of smartphones with ever-increasing camera technology. So people can take really dazzling images of the night sky and share them on social media. The viral effect has entered into astronomy. People can upload their content on YouTube, Instagram, what have you. And so that has actually sort of snowballed into a greater appreciation and love of astronomy as well. For other newbie astronomers, though, different forces could be at play. Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, so many films have uh, focused on uh, space as their kind of uh, their stage, their medium uh, for to actually uh, make dramas and kind of the imagination kind of uh, become more flourished with uh, with uh, notions of like uh, visiting other planets, visiting other star systems, other solar systems, other galaxies. Even uh, video games have had a part in this as well. In a way, we we project so much of our our own hopes and fears onto the universe, and uh, the science uh, fiction novels as well have projected a lot of them back and uh, even influenced uh, science in uh, many ways. Uh, Star Trek is a good example of this. I mean, uh, discussions of uh, warp drive and warp space and uh, other dimensions even, which seems to be very much in vogue in science fiction at the moment, uh, about teleporting to other dimensions. Uh, These things would not have been part of the lexicon if it wasn't for science fiction, I think. But the stars have always stirred man, as David Moore reminds me. How many songs have been inspired by people looking at the stars? And that still happens today, and poets as well. So, you know, this is a great thing about astronomy. You can be interested from the metaphysics all the way to the physics. And, you know, if you look at a night sky, especially from a dark location, and you're not moved, you're probably not alive. They may be freezing, but the cosmologists of Balbriggan are very much alive, and each get something different from their galactic gazing. The winter sky is is better than the summer sky as far as I'm concerned. I have a fairly good night sky in my own back garden. So over a year, maybe two years ago, with others we started and we used to tell one another and remind one another and say, oh, uh, come on and look and see. And different people encouraged me that way. So last year I joined Astronomy Ireland. I felt I needed to do something to help myself. I, I did. And that's why I'm here tonight. I got an invite from them. And I've been to a few other viewings, and it has been wonderful. My young lad has, like, a sign, like a star book and all. Like, you read that with him, so that's where <laughs> I learned most of it. Yeah, I wouldn't really have a clue. No, I wouldn't have a clue, but we like, obviously, going out for walks at night and stuff, and it's it's nice to look at the stars because they're pretty and stuff. Because, like, that, if you get a clear sky, it's, it's nice to see, like, the, the sky sparkling, really. Three years ago, the comet passed through, and it was quite exciting to see it. I think it's very relaxing actually when you just get out and look around. If you can get a comfortable chair, even a recliner and sit back and have your binoculars out and have a look, it can be very interesting actually. It can be cold though. I think they do provide a sort of comfort even though we have we live in a world of war and and strife and uh, famine and hunger. Uh, the stars do provide a sort of permanence, a permanence uh, to them and of course that's why literally so many cultures attributed them to the literal heavens. With lockdowns boosting out activity, astrophotography on the rise, and pop culture increasingly intergalactic in its interest, our modern fixation with astronomy seems to have been written in the stars.